Welcome to Alumni Voices, a podcast series from Oxford University. I'm Paul Hammond-Davies, and every month I speak to a former student about their days at Oxford and the impact of their studies upon their career. For this episode, I'm joined by Mara Yamauchi to talk about her career as an Olympic athlete and marathon runner, and more recently as a coach and public speaker. Mara has an impressive athletic record as the UK's second fastest female marathon runner of all time and has worked with BBC Sport, British Athletics and the Women's Sports Trust. Mara Yamauchi, thank you very much for agreeing to this interview. I'd like to start with your degree in PPE at St Anne's in the early 90s. What were your experiences of studying one of Oxford's best-known degree programmes? Looking back now, it, it was very special, real privilege to be able to come to Oxford, um, do a do a degree PPE, which is quite famous, mm-hmm. gives you gives you a broad grounding in social sciences. Um, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. I spent ten years as a diplomat, working as a diplomat, and then I became an elite athlete. So <laughs> I'm not sure quite how PPE led to that, but um, I think the value of an Oxford education is not so much in what you learn but how you learn and the, the skills that you learn so for example writing an essay I was writing two essays a week doing all the research for it and so assimilating a lot of information um, distilling the key points from that being able to argue your point those sorts of skills I think are, are incredibly useful and what I really am grateful for now. And aside from your studies, what else did you enjoy at Oxford? Um, I did a lot of running while I was in Oxford. So I was a member of the Oxford University Cross Country Club, Mm -hmm. um, had a terrific time training with my friends there, going to races, competing in the varsity match, the national students race and so on. I guess the social side of being a student. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oxford is my hometown, so it wasn't quite the adventure of a new place that going to a different city might have been. But, you know, I discovered many other aspects of Oxford that I that I hadn't done while I was at school. And I guess just as a young adult, you're discovering life, aren't you, as a Mm. student? And yeah, it was it was a time I would never miss. And you mentioned running. So did you ever train at Ifley Road where Oxford alumnus Roger Bannister ran the first four minute mile? Yeah. So in, especially in the summer, we used to do track sessions at Ifley Road uh, once a week. So we were often there and the the history and um, how special that place is um, really, I, I, I shouldn't say weighed down on you, but you, mm. <laughs> you, you really could feel it when you were training there. And uh, the varsity athletics match was held there at least once while I was a student. And we had a, also had a reunion um, celebration of the four minute mile mm. while I was there. So it, it's a very special historic track. Mm. Was it at Oxford that you discovered your love of running or was this something that you had prior to coming to Oxford? As a child I was very sporty, I did lots of different sports and I knew I had talent for endurance events Mm. Uh, but it was at Oxford that I really started to train properly in distance running, doing doing training every day really and Mm. doing focused tailored training and I improved rapidly doing that and was able to compete and make the blues team so yeah Oxford was really the first time I had a taste for proper competitive training and racing. And would you say that that was quite crucial in terms of what you've gone on to do? Yeah definitely it 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 made me realize that if I 
applied myself properly in training that I could I could go somewhere with with my distance running it gave me a feel for how to train properly mm. watching the other athletes we had several good coaches while we were there so um, one of those coaches Julian Gota introduced me to my first coach after university who was Bob Parker a mm-hmm. uh, legendary coach who coached Dave Bedford to a world record in the 70s and so on Julian's advice, I went and joined the club that Bob was coaching at Parkside, as it was then. So, yeah, it was a an important stepping stone, I guess, mm. um, on the road to eventually making it to the Olympics and spending 10 years as an elite athlete. And also perhaps an illustration of how Oxford is not just coming here to do an academic degree. There's also so much more opportunity available to you. Definitely. I think one of the great things about being a student in Oxford is that you can enjoy so many different things not just your studies but sports music theatre journalism whatever and if there's one thing I didn't enjoy about being an elite athlete it's how monodimensional my life was Mm. it was really train train eat sleep and repeat (laughs) (laughs) and race occasionally and I I got bored if I'm honest doing one (laughs) thing as much as I love running and competing traveling around the world to races and so on it's it was very monodimensional and I realized now the value of of the variety of things you can do as a Mm. student in Oxford. Let's talk about your running career. What would you say was the high point? Two, I guess. One is making it to the Olympics. That was my dream from when I was a small child. So I tried to go to the Athens Olympics in 2004 but failed to qualify. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I I did make it in 2008 in the Beijing Olympics. So standing on that start line was really the the realisation of a dream I'd held for decades really um and to actually make it and then finish six was was a real highlight and then the other highlight I guess was the one and only marathon that I've won which is the Hmm. Osaka ladies marathon in Japan in January 2008 and that was great because I won it but also I had a disappointing race also in Osaka the previous year at the world championships where I, I should have done much better than I did and to go back to the same city, run the same course and learn from my mistakes and mm. run a much better tactically, much better race uh, and win, that was that was a real a, a real learning process and which which had a good result at the end. So yeah. that was another highlight. And quite personally satisfying I imagine as well. Definitely, yeah. In that race, um, there was a superstar Japanese athlete making her debut marathon. She set off at sub-220 speed. Mm-hmm. I was in the second group, and we only caught her after about 21, 22 miles into the race. Gosh. All went past her. I I put in a surge, managed to drop the rest of the group, and, and kept that lead until the end. So it was, it was a classic of marathon racing. Mm. <laughs> Um, often marathons are decided in the last few miles. People who set off fast often don't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a real um, that was the real highlight of my career, I think. And you also combined running with being a diplomat. How did you juggle two quite demanding areas? With difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when I left Oxford. Um, I had this dream to be an elite athlete, an Olympian, but I wasn't good enough. I couldn't afford to be an elite athlete. My parents said, go and get a proper job. So I joined the civil service, the foreign office, uh, but I never gave up this dream. So Mm. while I was working full time, I I tried to train, but to be honest, I couldn't do serious training and work full time. It was just too much. So I 
I kept fit, I kept training several times a week at a low level just to keep my fitness going. And then when I had the chance to, which was in 2003, I switched my work from full-time to part-time and thought, right, I'm really going to give this athletic stream a go. Started training seriously and eventually qualified for, for the Beijing Olympics. So it was a combination, really, of while I was working full-time, keeping the running going in the background, then working part-time, training more seriously, and then eventually I took unpaid leave from the Foreign Office and became a full-time athlete. So a number of different combinations, Mm. um, and eventually um, the the running became the priority, and I I took leave from, from the civil service. And you're now a coach and you work with individuals and organisations to coach all levels of distance runners. Uh, How are the challenges in coaching different to being a competitor? (laughs) I think a lot of people think you have to have been a good athlete to be a good coach. And Mm. unless you've been a good athlete, you can't be a good coach. I I reject that theory because Mm -hmm. I think coaching and being an athlete are very different Mm. things when you're an athlete your life is very regimented a lot of the time you're being told what to do you just have to do it it's very structured quite routine in a way Uh, when you're a coach it's all about motivating people communicating with them pressing the right buttons to make them perform at their best Mm. And what works for one person is completely different from another and from yourself. So what I found with the people I'm coaching is that a lot of the time, the, the reason for their what's, what's holding them back is not running. It's mm. lifestyle things. So, for example, um, somebody said to me, I run because I have a very stressful job. It wasn't because he loves running. It was mm. because it was a way of stress busting. So for that kind of person, it has to be enjoyable get them out of their routine, mm. allow them to just, you know, be active and enjoy themselves. Um, so understanding the individual you're coaching, what fires them up, what motivates them, and then trying to give them the messages which will will make them run better and enjoy it is, is the challenge in coaching. And that's on top of all the actual technical knowledge in terms of what training to tell them to do, stuff about injury prevention nutrition all that kind of thing which is not that difficult anybody can learn it by reading books you know seeing what other people are doing Um, but it's what works for one person is very different to what works for others and perhaps um, related to that um, you're also a motivational speaker and you give talks on topics such as goal setting achieving your dreams and delivering results what lessons have you learned from your athletic career? One thing is, if you have a dream, just sit down and figure out how you're going to realise it mm-hmm. and then do it. <laughs> yeah. It sounds simple, it's difficult, but actually, you know, from, from where you are now to your dream could seem like a, an, an insurmountable gulf of distance mm. or, you know, an, an, an impossible dream. But actually, if you actually sit down and think, right, this is what I have to do this year, next year, in five years, ten years, then it becomes doable. So it's really breaking it down into small chunks. So Mm. when I was trying to qualify for the Olympics, I thought, right, I have to run 226. That means, you know, this year I have to run 230, the next year 228. It's... You can break it down into concrete steps and then Mm. it becomes manageable. There are other things like control the controllable, so focusing on on your own training and performance, being the best you can be. If you worry about the other athletes or the weather or things that you can't control, that's only going to have a negative effect on you. Mm. 
also the importance of rest when you're an athlete you have to be at the top of your game on certain days but you can't do that all the time so you have to allow yourself time to rest if I have one regret it's that I didn't rest more (laughs) I was always too impatient and greedy for improvement and Mm. doing another race and I wish I'd taken it a little bit more easy and rested a bit more taking opportunities when they come along so if you have the chance to learn from somebody who's an expert take it Mm. Um, you know if you if you have the opportunity to go to a a race which which might serve as a building block to a a bigger opportunity then take it those sorts of things and while we're on the topic you will be speaking at the alumni weekend in september what can we look forward to hearing from you (laughs) well i guess looking back over my career I feel I've learned things which anybody can apply, not just in running, but in work, in your life in general. If you have dreams you want to achieve, a a particular goal, you feel you have talents which are not being used, you know, all those things, how how do you actually turn that into something concrete? And it's not rocket science. If you just figure out how to do it, anybody can do it. So I feel very lucky and privileged that I've had the opportunity to do that and everybody out there has potential to do incredible things in something, Mm. sport, music, whatever it is. So I'm trying to share that message and help people to to realise their goals. And next month is the London Marathon. Um, What advice do you have for runners making their final preparations? (laughs) At this stage I would say it's all about being organised, thinking through what you're going to do on the day, for example what time am I going to have breakfast, how am I going to get to the start, the shoes you're going to wear, what you're going to do after the finish line to get home, how you're going to recover, having a goal for the race, thinking about what-if scenarios, so let's say you wake up on race day, it's snowing, are you going to be ready for that? Or it could be 25 degrees, are you ready for that? So it's really, at this stage, all the training and hard work has been done. It's really all about um, thinking through things which could derail your performance mm. and, and preventing that. And finally, um, I understand that you're thinking of leading uh, running training camps for alumni. Are you able to give us any insights into that? <laughs> uh, it's at a very early stage of planning at the moment, but um, there are incredible races uh, all over the world, amazing places to train. Um, all over the world so I'm hoping that I can provide some value added mm. uh, to, to a standard tour which, which will be attractive to alumni who want to go off and run a marathon or improve their running, achieve their goals so watch this space <laughs> Mari Yamauchi thank you for sharing your fascinating personal story of sporting success and we look forward to hearing more from you at future alumni events To find out more about the Alumni Weekend and for other episodes of Alumni Voices, please visit www.alumni.ox.ac.uk.